Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. On this episode of our show, I want to tell you about someone I met recently. I was invited to speak at an event. I love getting out and speaking and meeting people. It's one of my favorite things about this job. So this event was happening at Orchard Knob Missionary Baptist Church in Chattanooga, Tennessee on Veterans Day. And a few weeks before the event, I go for a quick meeting with the woman who invited me. Her name is Diane Williams. She's awesome. The event was awesome. So during that meeting, Diane told me about a man who was going to be there and said he had written a book. Well, she let me borrow a copy of the book. The book is called Absent Without Official Leave in Saigon, written by Robert L. Rice. Now, I've read a lot of books about the military and veterans and combat and all these types of things. I've seen movies and documentaries and TV shows, as most people have. I've served in the military and I've met a lot of other people who have served in the military, but I can truly say I've never read or heard a story quite like this. This is a short clip from that speech that I gave back on Veterans Day. Before I go, I got a book uh, uh, loaned to me by Miss uh, Miss Diane, uh, written by Mr. Robert L. Rice. Mr. Rice, you here? Yeah, there you, there you are. Come on up here. Come on up here. Y'all, I have read some stories about veterans. I have watched movies. I've seen documentaries. I've talked to veterans. I've told stories. We've been doing this for a decade. I've never heard anything like this before. Whoa. Goodness gracious. Uh, this is a story. Um, he's going to make his way up here, I think. My man, you are something else. Come on up here. I met him when I walked in, walk in today, uh, and I told him the same thing I just told you guys. I mean, this story is, whoa. You, will you Sit with me and tell me this on TV yeah, in front of the camera. Yeah. We're going to put, put this man's story on TV. All right? I appreciate you, my man. I really do. Thank Thanks you. for your service. Thank you. Happy Veterans Day. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank I can't you. wait to talk to this man. I mean, I mean. With, uh, woo! This is Tomorrowtown, Tennessee. This is the podcast that tells the stories of the people who call the Tennessee Valley home. We discuss the problems we're all facing, and we talk to people who are working on solutions. I'm Josh Rowe. I'll be your host for this journey. So that part of our open we play on every episode, the part talking about the people who call the Tennessee Valley home. 
And that is where this story lies. I went to interview Mr. Rice just yesterday, and I'm working on a story about him on our Price of Freedom series on News Channel 9 and Fox Chattanooga coming up on December 19th. But the conversation was so powerful, I wanted to share part of that conversation here with you. I think about Vietnam every day. Just about every day, some thoughts, even at night, uh, yeah, thoughts will be about Vietnam. Uh, if I see Vietnamese people and hear them talk, I can pick up on some of the language. I used to be able to speak it real well at one time. And uh, now since I've been back home, I don't, by me not speaking it, I have forgotten some of the terms. But when I hear it, I know some of the things that they're saying I can pick up on. Yeah, Vietnam will always be with me. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Tell me about, you said you think about it every day. What do you think about? I was there for three years. And I think about the combat part of it. And I also think about the time when I lived downtown. I lived downtown in, in Saigon for six months. I was AWOL for six months. I got captured for about two days. I escaped from captivity and went back to Saigon for another six months. So there's a lot I think about my time that I was there. You know, like I said, the war time, uh, being shot in Vietnam and and the experience I've had uh, when I, when I thought I almost died and I had this encounter with an angel. At the time, I didn't know it was an angel. I was trying to die and the angel was trying to get me to live. And the angel brought back my mother, father, and I said, yeah, I'm going to miss them. But whatever this peace is that I have, I want more of that because I was shot in the hip. The bullet came out of my back. And the, the medic, when he treated me, he treated me for the back wound. He didn't treat me for my hip, and I constantly bled out my hip. So I was in excruciating pain. And we, were, we didn't wear underclothes, so there I am half naked on the battlefield. And I looked over and saw a friend of mine. He had got shot in the head, and half of his head was hanging off. He was crawling on the ground, calling for his mother. And with the pain that I was in, and it was looking so bad, I said, Lord, 
I'm ready to die. You can come get me right now because it didn't look like I, we were going to get out of this mess. So when I prayed that prayer that I was ready to go, I had the best peace I ever had in my life. Uh, I was fully conscious. I could uh, I could barely hear the noise and we were right up under the thick of the battle and I had no more pain. But I had the best peace I ever had in my life. Matter of fact, I have never felt like that since. So I figured I was dying and I was getting ready to get out of this situation. And then this man sit beside me. I could see him, but I could also see through him. And uh, the kind of clothes he had on were kind of like glistening, you know. And uh, he talked with me telepathically. And he asked me about my mother and father. And I said, yeah, OK, that's fine. But I want more of this peace. And then he said, well, what about your wife? Well, we haven't been married that long. And I thought, well, I really don't want to leave her. And then the angel told me, he said, it's not your time to die. You're not going to die. And when he said that, he disappeared. When he disappeared, all the noise came back, the pain come back. I realized I might get hit again, but I wouldn't die. That's the confidence that I had. And at the time, I didn't know it was an angel. I didn't, it didn't come to me that it was an angel until some 20 years later after reading scripture that angels are ministering spirits. And this lady at Union Grove Baptist Church was singing this song, all day, all night, angels keep watch over us. And then the Holy Ghost allowed me to understand that there was an angel that I had an encounter with. Because after that happened, I tried to push all that out of my mind. And then that day, we, I had killed some people that I knew I had killed. That was on my mind. And so Sergeant Poole came and pulled me out and said, we got to get you out of here, right? I said, yeah, let's go. So he put my bad leg over my good leg and pulled me out from under the thick of the shooting. And then they got me back to what they call uh, a staging area. And in this area, they determined who should go to get better help or who was going to die. I would hate to be in that. I would hate to be the person that determined that because some of the people they determined was going to die lived. I knew one boy, he got shot in the knee and he died of shock, you know. So, uh, and that's where they discovered that I was shot in the hip. And then that's when they patched that hip up. But like that angel told me that it wasn't my time. It wasn't my time to die. So, yeah, that that's constantly on my mind. And I know one day when I do leave this earth, I'm going to see that angel again. <laughs> you said you didn't realize it for 20 years. What did you think it was? I shoved it out of my mind. I kept it out of my mind. I never wanted to tell, I never wanted to write this book, period. But Cecil was a combat wounded veteran who talked with veterans who suffered from PTSD. And at the time, I didn't know that I had PTSD. So Cecil was the one that says, you really need to write a book. But when I went in there to talk with him, you know, I was just gonna go in, talk to him, you know, and uh, try to fool him that I had it. Yeah, yeah. Before we get too far in that, tell me who Cecil was. Was he a counselor at the VA? Cecil was a counselor at the VA who, who, who helped uh, veterans who were suffering from PTSD to recognize that they do have it and how to, to help them deal with it. So what year did you meet Cecil? Oh, man. Yeah, roughly. Just, Ooh, just kind of, kind of, uh, 20 years ago, 15 years ago? Oh, it, 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 
20, let's see, I've been, it had to be 30 years ago. Yeah. And, and at that point, had you been diagnosed with PTSD? Had you been, what would you know? I went, because we, you know, 30 years ago, we didn't talk about it like, the, like, they do, like no, we do today. No. Uh, I don't know. Somebody told me that, you know, you ought to try for PTSD for being compensated. And I thought, well, you know, I'm not suffering from PTSD. You know, I'm not crazy. And so when I went to go talk with Cecil, <laughs> I'm thinking I'm going to fool him that I do have PTSD. And when I got to talk with him, he started talking about the ball games and all that. He got me real relaxed and all that stuff. And all of a sudden, bam, he hit me with, what was the worst thing that happened to you in Vietnam? And the same day that I got shot, a good friend of mine who was a Filipino, he and I came in the country at the same time. He got killed that same day, and they were they were throwing dead bodies and wounded bodies in the truck at, at the in the same truck, and I'm laying on my stomach, and they throw him up there. He's got his steel pot on, and and his head is moving, and I'm thinking I'm trying to wake him up. Well, when I told Cecil about that, I broke out, start crying. And I never realized how much that affected me, even to the day. But at least I realized what it is that affects me and makes me do the things that I do. And when I told Cecil, when I, I left out there that day, and Cecil said, look, a lot of veterans will not come back when, when that happened to him. He said, but you need to come back and let's talk about this. And so in, in the course of my talking about uh, my experiences in Vietnam and that I was there for some three years, he said, listen, he said, I've heard a lot of stories from veterans. He said, but I've never heard of one like this. He said, Robert, you need to write a book. And every time I talk with him, he says, he said, have you started the book? I said, oh, no, not yet. He said, stay on. You got to get on the book. So I'd write so much of it. And then I get depressed and I put it down. So. After I retired from the post office, I finally finished it. How long? It was in. It, I, it was published in 2015, but it took me a long time to write that book because whenever I get started and stop, then I'd have to start back over to see where I was, you know, to try to continue to the book. How comfortable are you now? I mean, obviously, we're talking today on camera. How comfortable are you now, talking about all all, all, all the details? Well, Cecil let me know you got to talk about it mm. because it's there in you and it's going to come out some kind of way. Again, our story with Mr. Rice will first air 10 p.m. on Fox Chattanooga on Tuesday, December 19th. I hope you join us for that story then. You have been listening to Tomorrow Town, Tennessee. This podcast is a production of News Channel 9. Fox, Chattanooga, and Sinclair Broadcast Group Chattanooga. We hope you join us again real soon. <laughs>